Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey, go with me to Matthew chapter 3. I want to talk to you about this. How many of you like that thing about, did you see, remember first, well, you want to see this? Take them to 1 Corinthians Corinthians 14 just real quick. Let them just look over this for a minute. I love you guys, man. I'm so proud of you. I really do. I was thinking about the other day. I got the best job in the world. You know? You guys are cool. I like hanging out with you. Because we're family. We go to church together. I, I, I'm serious. I think I got the, like, pastors complain about, like, pastoring people. I love it. You guys are awesome. Man, today was so much fun, wasn't it? You did a great job. I'm telling you right now. You cooked. My mom threw down. And the team that did it. And not because she's my mom. But you got a 10. You got a 10 from Dino, the Italian from the Bronx. He was like, that's some good sauce. I said, okay. She made, she made the food and they served and the, 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 the team went and I just showed up for like eight minutes and looked cool. But it, no, because they, they got it and I'll get in the way. And I wanted to play with the tongs and I don't want to say nothing, but Miss Janice was getting tired of me. It was okay because I started messing it up. I said, you know what? You remind me of my mother because she would have smacked me. Will you stop touching this stuff? So I was like, all right. So I got in there, and man, we fed, I think it was like 115 people physically at Mainland High School. You did it, because you did it. And I didn't, we did it, you know what I mean? Because that's what you do with your resources. 115 teachers, they fed f- food. Like, it wasn't no junk, neither. It was like a whole plate of pot, really good lunch for teacher appreciation. They were all massively appreciative. Loved every minute of it. We got total favor. Bless them. Then there's probably going to be another 20, 30 tonight that go through the bill. They're going to eat it. Then people took trays home. The team's coming. They blew it up. So you're probably touching about 150 people. The whole place was loving it. The cheerleaders are coming two weeks from Sunday. All the cheerleaders are coming to the church to hang out because this is what it's about. They brought, we brought donuts to Spruce Creek. They brought donuts to all the teachers, the whole faculty. How many donuts did you bring to Spruce Creek? 20 dozen. 20 dozen. You did that. 20 dozen there. They brought another, how much did we do at Seabreeze? About another 12. 12, 12 dozen. All the faculty, everybody from the, from the, from the, the landscaper to that they had enough food, trust me, and donuts. You did that for teacher appreciation. Those people were so appreciative for what you guys did as a church body. And then every month or every week, they have a coffee uh, area in their break room that you guys provide. You guys need to notice. We got to do something for your job. Can we do something for like that at your work? Yeah, we need to do something. We need, we'll get with him. Because he's he, they're, where the company's at. We need to help those guys too. We'll do it. Every week, they go and fill the coffee snack thing in, its, in the teacher lounge in the, in the school system that we go to. They, they go there. You do. No, listen. You do it. They go with your money in their pocket for the stuff they buy. You understand? We buy it with the church. But this is where your seed's going. This is where you get, what do you do with the money? We do that. So I keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, use your head. This is, this, this one, you see what I'm saying? But don't, this is good to know. You got to, oh, you guys bring the coffee? This was like, are, are you kidding? I couldn't believe how important it was to those people to have snacks. Because of whatever they do all day, it was, it's gone. It's like, and, and it ain't like, and then there's a, here's another thing too, that we're going to even do more of, and we're doing one school. Uh, we went in there, what's the need? And I know this is online, but nobody's going to talk about it. So I went in, I said, what's the needs? 
And they go, and you were with me. We were there. They said, some of these kids don't have food over the weekend. You were with me. He said, these kids are stuffing their face on Friday and throwing up, not to be gross, because they're trying to hold over to the weekend because they know they're not going to eat on Saturday and Sunday because they got no school, no food. So right away, what do we say? I know what to do. We know what to do. I said, go put a pantry in there where the kids could put it in their backpack and they don't have, it's embarrassing. So they put it in your backpack. Nobody's got to know. And you go your merry way. They stock the shelf, right? And they do whatever. So the team can go and people can go. We're going to do more schools. That's what you're doing. You guys need to know this stuff. That's what you do with your seed. And now you got favor and everything else. But that's, that's what today took place. You know what I mean? And that's you guys. Now you went to work. It's hot out there today. Today was hot, man. Right? You were out there doing it. Come on, man. It's hot out there, right? You were doing it today. And you know what? When you were doing it and you were working the phone and you were out there squishing and squashing and bumping and squeegeeing and you're out there, you know, rolling and and making, dealing with frustrated customers, the extension of the body was in there. I went, I was loving every minute of it. I was like, this is great, man. Because these people were like, thank you for doing something for us. I'm like, God almighty, thank God for what you do. And then, and then the lady, the lady was cool. That one lady, the English lady, she said, thank you for covering this school in prayer. See, she knew. See, they know God, you know. And I was like, you better believe we're covering your prayer. Because when they go on the campus, they're bringing, the, they're bringing that Holy Ghost with them. We ain't saying nothing about it, but we're like, we're like ninjas. Spiritual ninjas. Nobody knows. While we're walking around the hallways, I'm praying in tongues. Yeah, you got to pray over that place, man. Walk through that little courtyard. That's what you're doing. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and then you can come sometimes. It'd be fun. We could all go. Wait till, they get a, wait till they get all of us. Oh, my God. They're going to be like, where'd these guys come from? They get, nobody believes I'm the preacher. Is it true? It, no, I went to that wedding the other day, the, the wedding. Oh, when I pulled up, the guy didn't believe it. I said, I got to park here. This is where they told me to park. I'm the pastor. He goes, no, no, no. The pastor's parking there. I said, I'm the pastor. He goes, no, really. I was like, I'm really. I had to tell Liz how to tell him. It's him. What's the story with this? How come nobody believes it? They didn't believe it. Where's the pastor? I'm next time I'm going to say, you're the pastor, and I'm the guy. Matt, I don't know what it is. They don't believe it. You're the preacher? Yeah. You don't believe it? No, stop kidding around. Really, where is he? I was like, what is this? It's kind of tough, man. Kind of starting to feel like a little bit. Like, what do you mean? I can't do it? I don't know. Whatever. All right, come on. You guys got to see. We got to work. Here we go. So now write these scriptures down because you might have nine pages of notes. I'm not going to keep you all night. Look, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts for prophecy. Why do we want to know about prophecy? Because prophecy is understanding what's in the heart and mind of God. Okay? So I don't want to get deep tonight. I just want to get you there. I'm going to show you what's up because this is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost is to overcome in life. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. But I want you to see this. Verse two, look at this. Okay? For he that speaketh an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. That's your scripture for the rest of your life. When I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not speaking to men. I'm speaking to God and I'm praying the perfect prayers because I'm praying according to the will of God. Okay? So there's nothing weird about this. Really what's happening is you're checking in with God in your inner man. Okay? So your spirit's connecting to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is giving you utterance. Okay? Words. Now why do we need words? Now, remember last night I kind of tiptoed around there? You have to have words in the earth for God to do anything for you. Without words, it is not possible for God to do what he wants to do in your life. So here's what I'm saying. Because here's the thing. He can't just do what he wants to do in your life. Can't. If he did, he would just fix everything. 
He needs words or he needs what? Your words. But how do I, I don't know what I'm supposed to pray. So what do I do when I don't know what to pray? He gives me the words in a different language. Why in a different language? Because you probably wouldn't be praying these prayers if you knew what you were saying. Or you'd mess it up. So he gave you the perfect prayer language connected to the will of God for your life, which I don't know, but only he knows. So now you're hardwired for sex. This is why Jesus said it's good. Am I going too fast? It's good for me to go. Why? Because this guy's going to live in you. I can only be with you. He's going to live in you, search your heart, and he's going to give you the plan, like internal GPS from God, so you could always possibly be on course with your destination. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to help you. He's going to comfort you. He is going to come alongside and counsel you. He's going to do everything you need. But look what it says here. It says what? Pop that. Thanks. You're doing great. What? No man understands how be it in the spirit. He speaks mysteries. Mysteries are unrevealed secrets. Well, what's a mystery? My whole future is a mystery to me, but not unto God. See what I'm saying? So you flip the switch. And I know it's weird. It ain't weird. You got to think about it. It's a language. You just don't know it. Is that okay? Now, you ever pray in tongues to get something in English? Yeah. You know what he's doing? He giving you, he's, giving you, he's giving you flow. When you get those words in English, say them out loud. You might just be praying in tongues. You might get something like, I don't know, open, close, shut, go. I don't know, something will pop out in English. If it, you get go, 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 go. Say it again. Say it again. Track it. Trace it. You're tracking it. You're trailing it. See what I'm saying? So art, the art of prayer to tongues. See, because that's what Ephesians says. It says, with all kinds of prayer and supplication, you pray unto God. What do you mean all kinds of prayer? There's different kinds of prayer. You can pray in the natural. You pray in English, but you got to flip the switch and pray in tongues. So you're praying in tongues of support. But what do you say here? Look at it right here. She's doing a good job. How being in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Woo, come on, right? But my understanding is unfruitful. So this is what happens. People don't give themselves over to praying in the spirit because they don't understand what they're doing. And they think what? It's a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It's changing your life. Okay? But he that prophesied speaking unto men for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Look at verse 4. Here she goes. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that edifies the church he if he prophesies because prophecies tongues so when you get tongues interpretation right the interpretation of tongue it equals prophecy does that make sense because prophecy is revealed mysteries that people can understand in a known language tongues is an unknown language okay you got it everybody cool with it now you understand what i'm saying now hey what about private public public you can let it rip i tell you that story about brother normal that time he wanted me to pray i ever tell you that one Oh, God in heaven, right? So we're at the, you remember that one? We're over there at the Miracle Center. I'm sitting over there. I'm chilling out. And all of a sudden, I'm up in the air like this. You know, he's sitting there. He's a good old Tennessee boy. You know what I mean? He's sitting there. He wasn't getting up. He's sitting over there, and he pulled on my coat. And I was like, brother, oh, man. I was like, what? During worship, I was like, brother, what's up? He's like, does God ever use you in interpretation of tongues? What a weird question, you know? I'm like, uh, sometimes. <laughs> he just goes back to worshiping God. I'm like, oh my God, you dummy, me. He wants to give a tongue, and before he gives it, he wants to make sure somebody in the building can interpret it so it doesn't produce confusion. So I know he just went to me to try to see if I would yield to pick it up. 
So now I said, sometimes. Well, how am I going to fix this mess? So I lean over. This is so stupid. It's so funny. I go, Brother Norval. He goes, yeah. I go, let it rip and I'll catch up. <laughs> he goes, yeah. <laughs> Never brought it up another minute of his life. <laughs> didn't give out the tongue. Didn't do nothing. Just praise the Lord. <laughs> I said, whoops, missed it. I didn't know what he's going to ask me. I thought he had to go to the bathroom or something. I didn't know what he's doing. During worship, he's like, does God ever use you? No, maybe. What do I know? What was he looking for? He was wanting to see if somebody inside the building, if he gave the tongue, would be willing to yield to interpret it. I don't say I was going to get it, but he was trying to test the water. Obviously, I messed it up, so I repented, so get over it. If it was for you, figure it out later. But anyway, see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? What are we saying? So if in a public setting, someone gets up, that neighbor says, what about in the book, uh, when they were in Corinth and Apollos and all that, what was going on? The whole deal was this. Everybody was getting up and giving tongues and nobody was giving interpretation. It was producing confusion. That's why he said, in a public setting, if there's a tongue, there should be an interpretation. But I've been in a meeting when the tongue gave out and somebody didn't yield to the interpretation. That ain't that person's fault. Somebody's got to be willing to go for it. So don't worry about it. Now, privately, you can pray in tongues, whatever you want. These are questions people get. Like, what about tongues? I thought there needs to be an interpreter, not for your private use. Now, you could interpret your prayers, but in your private use, you should be praying in tongues. Pray in tongues all day long. Pray in tongues for hours. You don't need no interpreter there. You're edifying yourself, remember? Come on, right? And I'll get you filled tonight. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, we'll get you filled. It's easy. Go to Acts 19. I'll lay my hands on your head. You'll get it. And you ain't got to wait. I had people 14 years, couldn't get filled. Oh, they were like, I couldn't get filled for 14 years. I say, it's going to take two minutes. Just you got to do the praying. I had people, years couldn't get filled. But the problem is this. When I say pray, you got to pray. If you ain't going to pray, it ain't going to work. Because once I lay my hands on you, you got to pray. You can't sit there like this and go, God don't make your tongue wiggle. You got to take the step of faith. I lay my hands on you and I say, pray, pray. What do I pray? You ain't got it till I lay my hands on you. When I lay my hands on you, you got it. You got to let it loose. By faith, you got to step out. See what I'm saying? I had one guy one time, I had to go somewhere. And I said, look, I ain't got all day, dude. I'm going to slap my hand on your head. You better just pray. If we ain't going to, you ain't going to pray. I'm ready, I'm ready. I said, you ain't, I'm telling you, the minute I lay my hands on you, you better pray. I ain't got to go somewhere. You're going to do this or we're going to do it or we're going to jerk around. Come back next week. This joker looked at me like, what? I slapped my hand on his head. I said, you better pray. I'm telling you now. I'm going to lay my, I got to go. I was serious. I was like, I, I wasn't being rude, but we could do this another time. But if you want it, I know I want it now. I put my hand on his head. I said, you be, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to lay my hands on you. You better pray. I put my hand on his head. I said, you got it. Now go. Get out of here. Bo. She could do it. Go. See, that's what happens is people want, lay your hand on me. Let me wait till I feel. No, you got to pray. God don't make you talk. You got to do the talking. You didn't have the Holy Ghost till I laid my hands on you. Once I laid my hands on you, you got it. Now you got to yield to it. And by faith, you got to pray immediately. People waiting, tarrying, tarrying's goofy. Remember when we went to church? I went to a church one time. The joker knocked over the pew, sweating so bad. I was like, if getting God is this hard, I'm, I don't want no part of this, man. They were toweling them down. Oh, it was too much work. The pew moved. They were toweling the preacher down with a towel. He's like... I was like, man, dude, there's something not right with this. Ain't no tarrying. It's receiving. You ain't got to tarry for the Holy Ghost. You just got to receive the Holy Ghost. We'll get you filled up around here, you know? And then you get loaded in. Some of you just need to get loaded up tonight. We'll get you. If you can't pray, no, some of you, I know you can't pray in the Holy Ghost. You're looking at me with that kind of look. Like, you ain't getting me, preacher. 
you ain't put none of that. What's she called that day? That weird ghost stuff on me. That's what, that's what, that's what Malia said when she came in. Is it okay to say that? You're so cute, though. She said, I don't know about all that weird ghost stuff. She come back the next week and got them. <laughs> She's cute. She came in. People don't know. You know, I went to Catholic church. God bless the Catholics. We didn't talk about this. Right? We didn't know nothing about this. One time the priest, the, the, the guy said, the nuns were praying in tongues. Remember that one guy came, was charismatic? He said, the nuns were praying in the basement in tongues when I was a kid. I seen it. And I believe it. But nobody told us about the Holy Ghost. We didn't know nothing. Did you know something about the Holy Ghost? I got saved and filled. Didn't know nothing about any of this stuff. Did you know? We didn't know nothing. I didn't know nothing. All I knew was something got to change. So I went for it. You know, I received. But don't critique God. Just go get it. That's a big thing with people do. Well, I don't understand it. There's a lot of stuff I don't understand. I don't understand. I put that uh, air condition on. But praise be God, I'm using it. I don't understand how my car starts. I don't understand how, I don't understand none of that stuff. Press a button, I got a thing in my pocket and things start. I don't, I don't care, bro, but guess what? It gets me from where I need to go. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I could care less. Amen? You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to use what God gave me. How about you? Amen? I don't know none of this stuff. Oh, I got to figure it out. Don't get so analytical. You miss God. What's happening when I'm praying? You were a whole lot better than you were when you weren't. End of story. Go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. Go for it, all right? So you see what he said? Did you pull that in? Okay, now watch this now. When you get back, now here's a big one. Go to Matthew 11, no, I'm sorry, go to Matthew 3, 11. Now this is big, okay, because I'm going to show you what happens with this. You like this? So you got baptized with tongues, but you didn't just get the tongues, you got the fire. And this is big. Why did you get baptized with fire? Because you got baptized with fire, you got, when the tongue, cloven tongues of fire were upon their head. You got the fire and you got the power. Remember Acts? When you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power and be a witness. That's dunamis. That's miracle working power. You got power. Now, we want to talk about the tongues. Say, when I got the Holy Ghost, I got the tongues. You didn't just get the tongues. You got the power. And you got the fire. What fire? You got fire like non-consuming fire. The fire of God. What do you mean fire? Don't you remember what they said? And it looked like they have cloven tongues of fire above their head. They got the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. We're going to go there in a minute, okay? Read this and see this. I indeed will baptize you with water on the apprentice, but he that cometh after me is mighty than you whose shoes I'm. This is John the Baptist explaining what he was saying. He that comes later is what? I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. fire Non-consuming fire. Now, the non-consuming fire is just like Moses found in that burning bush. I got news for you. That bush was burning all the while. When Moses got over in the spirit, he saw it. But that thing never stopped burning. It's a non-consuming fire. That means it never burns out. Once God lit it, it stood lit. See what I'm saying? When Moses got what? In the right place, he could see differently than he could ever see before. Yeah, that's what happened. That fire is burning all the while. You can't see it with a physical eye, just like Moses couldn't see it with a physical eye. But I got news for you, it was burning all the while. You're burning right now. You're on fire. You know what I'm saying? You ever get the fire of God come on you? You ever been in church and you get so hot, you don't know why you got hot? You know what I'm saying? It gets hot. Like, what's that? You ever been in here and get hot? I'm not talking about the air conditioning. I'm talking about hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got in there like, something's happening here. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. You ever get nervous in church? A little bit? I had one kid. You know what I'm talking about, too. His dad, they called, they couldn't. The kid, he's, he might be watching. 
the daddy brought him. Remember? Uh, uh, and I don't want to mention names. I don't know who's watching. But his daddy brought him, and he said, I'm not going in that building. And he said, why aren't you going in the building? He said, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> and I, he told me the story later. He goes, I sat in the parking lot with this kid for 40 minutes telling him he needed to go in the building. He said, I don't want to go in there. He said, why not? He goes, I don't want to go in there. He didn't want to come in the building. He came in the building. He said, I come in there and I got in the line. He says, I was scared out of my mind. He said, it got so hot. I got pancake. God just smashed me. Never been the same since. I said, yeah. I said, that's because God brings you to a place to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, sometimes when, you don't, when you're trying to get away from it, you know, you feel it. Like, I don't know. Something's going to happen. You ever go to church and you know something's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? You ever been a little nervous about it? You ever get mad at me? That was a test. Good job, man. Evan, way to answer. Good job. Never. Whoever thinks I, does anybody ever think I preach too long? Don't raise your hand. All right. Hey, anyway, three, go to verse 12. That was funny. You should have laughed. Come on. Right. Who's fanned his hand and will thoroughly purge his floor and gather the wheat and the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with what? Unquenchable fire. Fire. See, the fire of God. See, fire purges. You understand what I'm saying? And fire, fire, and what? Fire is what God has put in you and on you. That's why I said fan the flame. There's a, there's a flame inside of you. He wants you to fan it. When you stay around the spirits and things, you fan that flame and you, you stay lit. Amen? That's important. Now, you understand, you know where we get that from, right? Let's look at Acts chapter, let's look at Acts chapter 2, okay? You okay with that? Look at Acts chapter 2. And on the day of Pentecost. Ooh, come on, somebody. 2-1. On the day of Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one accord in one place. You know what I'm saying? You know what that means? They were just ready. You ready? You got to just be ready for God. That's all you need. Yeah, one accord. They're happy. Look at verse 2. And suddenly there came one, a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. The Holy Spirit gets, he's like a wind. He's like a fire. He gets, he's, gets, he gets what? They said, like, look like gentle like a dove, like water. A lot of things like the word of God, you know what I mean? Personalities, right? Things he does, right? And there appeared in them cloven tongues like his flyer, and he sat upon each of them. Then what? Look at verse 1. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now stay right there. They were what? They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. Amen? And what happened? The Spirit gave them utterance. See, you got utterance going all day long. You just got to yield to it. The, the utterance never stops. Once you got filled, it's there. What? Okay. The, okay, watch this. The last 10 minutes, pretty much nobody prayed in tongues, right? But the utterance was there to pray in tongues if you yielded to it. Five minutes from now, the utterance is going to be there. You can pray in tongues anytime, any day, any moment, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God don't shut heaven down, no days off. What's the difference of praying in tongues or not? You yielding to God. Utterance is there. Supply is there. Supply is waiting on you. Come on now. Now, I'm not, I know you ain't going to shut up in the house for nine days and just sit there and pray in tongues for 24 hours a day. Come on. 
You get what I'm saying? But what am I trying to get? Yield a little bit. Come on. Let that fire start burning. Look at this. Look at verse 5. Watch. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now he explains it. Watch verse 6. Now when the noise abroad, multitude came together, they were confounded because every man heard them speaking in his own language. See, that's, see, tongues is a language. It ain't just gibberish. Now, let me ask you a question. Language or words? Look at verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one another, Bro, why are these guys speaking Galilean? We're saying this. How are you speaking that? And you ain't even, like, it would be like somebody coming here that was like, uh, I don't know, Greek, and the guy speaking in Greek, and nobody, you knew Greek, and you sit there and go, oh, that guy's speaking Greek. How you know Greek? You don't even, you don't know nothing about Greek. You understand what I'm saying? Why is it a language? Because God needs words to do things in your life. Without words, God can't do it. You have not because you ask not. So God is giving you the perfect plan to what? Solve the mystery of your life, praying in tongues. Now, here's the big one. You understand what I just said there? So when you're sitting there going, Rom Bangle, Bangle Mastakolo for Pakalama, you got that's language. That's words. You're giving God words. When you give God words, He could do things in your life. We don't talk enough. I've been telling you this and telling you this the last month. You ain't talking enough. You gotta talk. Talk verbal, my God, verbal confessions. I'm talking all day long. I found me a, I got another stack. I just, man, man, I'm telling you what, I'm talking, talk big about yourself. You got to talk big about you all day long. Every, I, I get, everybody I get around likes me. Talk big. People like me. I don't know. Make up stuff you like about you and make people like you about it. I don't know. Everywhere I, I get good parking spots everywhere I go shop. Come on. I don't know. No, it's okay. I'd rather you start there, you know, and then speak the word of God in there. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I got a sound mind. Walk around all day long. I got a sound mind. If you got body problems... You got body problems? Speak all day. My body works and functions proper. I got eyes that see. I got ears that hear. I got a heart that understands. Come on, open your mouth, right? Oh, the doctor said you got this. Oh, really? Did the doctor say you got this? Okay, great. Thanks, doc. Thanks for locating what I got to work on. I can hear. I can see. I can walk. My heart works right. It functions properly. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. My body, my, my parts are right. My tubes are right. My, I don't know. What do they tell? My blood pressure is right. I regulate my own blood pressure. You know what I told somebody? They were sick. And I, I pulled the Brother Hagen on them. I said, you can't be sick in my presence. I won't let you. Yeah, I told them that. And they said, well, you, who in your world do you think you are? Because Brother Hagen did it. I copied it. What do I know? Right? I tried it. You know what I mean? I said, you can't be sick in my presence. I was laughing. You know what I mean? And we were laughing. He goes, you know, I kind of feel better. I said, good. I'm, giving, I'm practicing on you. You know what I mean? See what I'm saying? Why? Start thinking like that. Everywhere I go, the presence of God goes. Everywhere I'm at, favor comes. I got favor. All day long, talk. I got favor. I got supernatural ability. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All day long, talk to yourself. Come on. And then make up the stuff you want to be, right? I got a great marriage. Come on, man. We have great relationships. I got great relationships with everybody I come into. Everybody likes me. Out of your mouth, out of your mouth, out of your mouth all day long. Why? This is what people don't do. No affirmation, just mind dealing all day. Nothing positive coming out of your mouth. So you can't shift what you're thinking in your head. And the next thing you know, what do you do? You're depressed. Okay? Why? Because nothing seems like it's working. They heard in their own tongues. Look at this. I want you to check this out because I wrote some of this stuff down. Okay, seen that Acts 1.8? Look at Acts 10.38. It 
This is big. Doing all right? Acts 10, 38 says, How God anointed Jesus in Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good and healed all those oppressed of the devil. Say it up there. How God anointed Jesus in Nazareth with what? The Holy Ghost and what? Power. You didn't just get the Holy Ghost. You didn't just get the fire. You got the power. You didn't just get the... When you got the Holy Ghost, you got the tongues, you got the fire, and you got the power. Now you got power. Now why do I got the Holy Ghost? He gave you power to overcome every obstacle in your life. You understand that? So now you got to get that. What do you mean power? He gave you dunamis, miracle work and power. He said when power comes upon you, you're going to be a witness. Okay? So now here's three major things that, that spirit life has given you power over. Number one, he gave you power over sin. Write that down. Now if you're struggling with sin in an area... You need, you need to up your tongues in that area. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm struggling here. Well, you start flipping the switch, praying in the spirit, you ain't going to be struggling no more. Yes. See, it's the problem with the church. The church thinks they didn't get enough. You got more than enough. You don't have to live weak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Most Christians will live defeated if they don't tap in their spiritual strength. And I don't want you living defeated. You don't have to live defeated. Well, this thing's got, got a grab of me. Well, unravel it. Right. Unravel it. Even your soul will mess you up. You see, you, you got to build a strong soul. You do that through praying in the spirit. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if, you get, if you're broken hearted, you're in trouble. Because broken hearted, you know what happens when you get broken hearted? You know what happens? You get your, let's say, you make your heart sick. You understand that? Now, I'm not saying you get sick, but you know what you do? You don't live a quality life because you're broken hearted. Man, you got to stop that. Don't get wait, hope deferred. What's that mean? Hope delayed. Prolong. Confident expectation. Stay loaded up. Live in the moment. Problem with people is this. Sometimes they can't, they can't be comfortable in the moment they're in because they're so anticipating the next season, they don't enjoy the season they're in. When you're with the Holy Spirit, enjoy the season where you're in because once you leave this season, you can't go back. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the ride, man. It's fun. Don't anticipate... Next season life, stay in the season you're in and kind of cultivate it and work with God. And then when next season comes, boom, you can't go back. And here's the bad news about this. Let me help you here. If you do not cultivate in this season what you're supposed to cultivate, when you get in the next season, you're not going to be prepared as much. And then you're going to have pressure because what you should have been working on when you had the time, you don't have the time no more. Yeah, that's true, Matt. People don't realize that. They're like so anticipating the next season of life. I'm like, you better work out this season because when next season comes, you better be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because when that season comes, see, that's like Peter, come out on the water. Okay, now I'm out here. Good, now stay there. How long I got to stay out here? Because I'm sinking. You didn't have to sink. You decided to sink. What do you mean? You started looking at stuff you weren't supposed to look at. If you would have kept your attention where it should have been, you would have been able to stand the test of time. But God didn't tell him another thing. Here's the problem with God. He's, he's not real big on repeating himself. You ain't never heard that day in your life. Do you like that? That's pretty good, right? God ain't big on repeating himself. He does it every once in a while, but he's just, come on, come on out here. He ain't repeating himself. Come on, you know what I'm saying? He expects you to go on what you said. See what I'm saying? So now you're out there, and now what are you doing? He wasn't strong. He started sinking because what? He started looking at all the circumstances. You're going to look at circumstances too if you're not fortified in the season that you should have been getting strong. 
That's what that whole fig tree was about. He took him to that fig tree. He said, you should be developed like this thing. He said, you should say into this tree, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Why ain't you doing this? Why am I still showing you how to do this? Undeveloped faith in your life. You should be developed in this by now. If you have the God kind of faith, you would say into the tree. So he's like, he wasn't rebuking him, but he was teaching him. He's like, you should be doing what I'm teaching you right now. You should have developed faith to be able to speak to in the tree. You see it? Now, that ain't picking on you. That's just helping you qualify in the season you're in. So none of this time's wasted time. This is good. This is what you're learning. Because next season, you're going to have to speak this stuff. God's preparing you this season to speak this stuff in next season. See that? So when you get there, the pressure in next season don't push you back to this season. Yeah, you, you learn now. Yeah, stuff comes now. I laugh at it. I'm like, <laughs> funny. Yeah, it ain't going to move me. Years ago, it used to move me, man. I'd be like, oh, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I'm like, oh, I'd like to see how you get me out of this one. Yeah, I ain't taking none of that pressure. You understand that? You don't take it. You don't take it. And then when you work in your confession, everything works out in my favor. You understand it? That's why you stay strong. And don't get worried. I'm telling you, man, it's going to make you buckle your knees the first time you hear some of this stuff. Don't freak out. You understand what I'm saying? Just know God. God, I'm with you in this. I believe in you. See, if you can stay in faith, he can stay in working for you. You understand that? You got to stay in faith. If you can stay in faith, he'll stay working on your behalf. He can't pass by faith. Faith will get God to change his mind. It's the only thing that will get God to change his mind. He'll change his mind because you can't, he can't deny faith. See, that's the thing you got to realize is a law. And he works by his laws. So just don't let go of your belief. He'll do it even if you don't want to. What'd you say? Yeah, I said it again. He'll do it even if you don't want to. But if you can believe, because he can't pass you by, he'll change his mind. See what I'm saying? So just sit there. So you know, you say, I, I believe you. You don't know, you don't know how any of this stuff's going to work. What, what am I supposed to do? Figure out how it's going to happen? Forget that mess. Just I believe you. Put the pressure on him. I believe you. I trust you and I believe you. And but you know what, God, not only do I trust you and I believe you, I know you can do it. How about that one? I trust you, I believe you, and I know you can do it. Right? How would you like that if you were God? What did they say down there? It's all wacky down here, but he's freaking out. Like, I trust you, I believe you, and I know you can do it. He's pushing clouds back. Look, I said, what did you say? What did you say? Everybody down there cussing them out, yelling, screaming, freaking out. Here you are. I trust you, I believe you, and I know you can do it. Don't look like it, don't say it. Don't sound like it, who cares? Just, I trust you, I believe you, I know you can do it. Your word said you can, I know you can. Because he gave you power. And when you stay near the Holy Ghost, you bold, ain't you? You stay loaded in the Holy Ghost, you bold like a lion, ain't you? You know what I'm saying? You talk all big when you load it up in the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? When your Holy Ghost up, you know, you're up there, you're big now. You ever have your prayer time, get all jacked up, you shout it all out, spit it all out, then you come out and you're like, what did I say? What did I get myself into? Right? <laughs> Just stay loaded up. Just stay connected. You're going to be all right. Go slow. Okay? You understand? But it's important. So where was, where, what do you mean the power of sin? Look at Romans 6. You understand? Now see, write this down because this is big. Okay? The Holy Spirit gave you the power to overcome. That's what, it's overcoming power. So he's not just the tongues. He's not just the fire. He's not the wind, vapor, and smoke. He's power. Power to overcome sin. 
Now here's the thing. So, well, I'm bound up. You ain't got to be bound up to nothing. He gave you the freedom over sin, but you got to spend your quality time developing your spirit life to overcome it. And you know what that is? Fortify your victory. You already won. Look, I'm going to show it to you. Look at Romans 6 and 9. Romans 6 9. You doing okay? Because you got to realize something. Uh, you want to see this even better? You got, you got a minute? Okay, look. Go to Romans 6 6. You see this? So, what did the power of the Holy Spirit give you? Nothing has power over you because the Holy Spirit has control over you. Amen. Now, if, you, if something has power over you, if you're struggling with addiction, or a, a problem, or a, a mental place, or all that stuff. Listen to me. I'm being sensitive. I love you. I'm trying to help you. You gave that thing power. Take it back. Do you hear what I just said? Take it back. Oh, you too much, Pastor. All right, then you do it. Then do it your way. But if you do it the way I'm telling you, you can take it back. Nobody, nobody got no right in your mind. Nobody. Nothing's got no right in your head. But see, this thing, people, people are like, well, you know, well, it's true. Yeah, I know. I was talking to somebody the other day. They want to give you all this stuff you're supposed to do to try to fix you. Are you kidding me? Are you trying to, are you really kidding me? You're going to go fix you? Forget about fixing you. You fell it with Adam in the garden, man. Reprogram you. Don't fix you. Put on the new man, which has been re restored in Christ Jesus. I don't care. You know, Dr. Rob talks about it. when he comes, he's coming again soon. When he comes, he was in a mental institution. He lost his mind. I asked him, I said, what was that like? He said, I lost my mind. He goes, I, I was so pressed in because life was so hard. I literally lost my mind. He went to the place with the padded cell and all that. And I said, what happened? He said, I had so many voices screaming in my head. I didn't know who I was. I said, man, I can believe it because sometimes life gets loud. I go, what'd you do? He said, I received Jesus and everything quieted down. I said, makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Like, I was like, I asked Brother Norval all those stories too. I was like, what was most of these people going through? He's like, oh man, it was, it was demonic activity and you got to take authority over that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then people like want to play, well, you know, how are you going to get help? You got to take authority. You got power over this stuff. I didn't, see what he said? He said, I give you no spirit of fear. If I gave you power of, Come on, love and a sound mind. He gave you what? I didn't give you no spirit of fear, but I gave you what? Power. power. What do you mean power? Holy Ghost power. Yeah. And love. Love's a power. And a sound mind. You got a sound mind. I said you got a sound mind. You know what you tell your mind? Shut up, mind. You ain't allowed to. Oh, you got to get rough for yourself. Some of you, you baby, you coddle yourself. You baby you. You got to start getting rough with yourself. Get up, body. Shut up. Mind, shut up. Shut off. Be quiet. You ain't allowed to think that. Because the apostle Paul said this. He said, I keep under my body. Like, it was third party. Like, my body's not me. It's not you. That's the biggest problem. My body's me. Your body is not you. Your body's just a vessel that your spirit is contained in. And when you leave it, it's staying in the earth. Tell your body what to do. Tell your mind what to do. Tell your, th tell your mind what to think. But it just comes out of nowhere. You start disciplining it, it'll stop coming out of nowhere, and it'll start coming from where it's supposed to come from. Hey, that guy's good preaching right there. You know what I'm saying? Well, it comes in my head. Smack it in it. Smack Next time it comes in your head, smack it with a two-by-four. See if it comes back. 
know what I'm saying? It comes in your head. It's off the wall. We all got crazy ideas, man. Smack the thing with a two by four. The Bible says bringing every thought into captivity, disciplining it. You got to discipline it. You can't discipline without the Holy Ghost. You can't win. But you got the Holy Ghost. Look what it says here. Romans 6 and 6. You doing all right? You got like 20 minutes or so? I don't know. I'll stay here all night. I'm like wind-up toy. You wind me up, I just keep going. You got an hour and 15 more? My God, Jerry, somebody's going to hurt you for saying that. These people ain't going to stay here that long. Come on, man. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. There ain't no old you. There's just an unrenewed you. You ever hear that terminology? Well, that's the old man in me. You ever hear that? Ain't everybody heard that? You ne- never heard that before? You ever hear that's the old man? Right? I hear preachers sometimes say, well, that's the old nature. That's your old nature. Well, put on a new nature. Like a coat, put it on. You got to be renewed in the knowledge of who you are in Christ. And then you got to change your reprogram. So here's the problem. Do you have old ways? No, you have an unrenewed mind. So renew your mind to the new you. I don't act like that because that's not me. I don't talk like that because that's not me. I'm a new creature in Christ. Never been one like me before. So now what do you got to do? Reprogram who you are because the word of God says you're a new creature. Does that make sense? So you, get, you can't be running around saying, hey, you know, man, I'm Italian. I'm hot, I'm hot-blooded. No, you can't. Can't get away with it. I tried. Don't work. God, don't go with it. You know what I mean? I was like, God, it's traffic. Come on, man. You didn't date it. You had a donkey. I'm trying to drive this car. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, we should not serve sin. What did he say? Don't serve it. Come on. Don't serve it. Well, then what do you mean? For he that is dead is free from sin. You dead? Yeah, you're dead. You're alive in Christ. That's why you got life in Christ. When you got life in Christ, is Jesus bound by sin? No. So why are you? Because you're living in you. Get out of you and get in him. You won't have no part in it. Look, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Oh, that's good news. Watch this. Keep going. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Death have no dominion over him. Stop. If death got no dominion over him, death got no dominion over you. And sin had its strength in what? Death. Come on. So now sin and death ain't got no strength with you. You free. I said you're free. I said you're free. Laugh at it. Next time he tries to come clip at your heel, say I'm going to step on your head. You can't get me. I got dominion over you. I got dominion over you. Out of your mouth. I got supernatural power. I got dominion over this. I ain't living in this mess. Mind, focus, head, be quiet. Body, get up. Do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. Why? Because I'm ruling the house. See, because I'm dead. No longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I was co-crucified with him. That's why when you came into Christ, guess what? You died when he died. You already been to your own funeral. The day you got born again, you went to your own funeral. That's the only one you're going to remember. Go here, because you ain't going to the next one. No, you ain't. You ain't going to it. You ain't going to remember it. You be gone. Out. That's funny, but it's true. <laughs> I went to the one, when I got saved, I got saved in October of 94. I died and came out a new man. Come on, somebody. So did you. You got your own, you went to your funeral then. Now you got to understand this. Now, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Got no dominion over him. Death ain't got no dominion over you. So everything that sin and death had in there has no more dominion over you. You got dominion over it. Look at 10. You like this? For in that Christ died, he died in the sin once, 
but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Okay, I get that. Look at 11. 11's cool too. Hey, he's country. Likewise, reckon you also yourself. Okay, he country boy. Right? Reckon ye also yourselves. Come on. All you guys that talk silly. Right? Likewise. Take it easy, calm down. Likewise, they're like, I, talk, I don't talk silly. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed in sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that what he's saying? Read it. We're just reading the Bible. Isn't this cool? So he's saying, you should think like this. Well, how should I think? Think of yourself as being dead. So if you could see yourself dead, you know that that thing, sin's got no more dominion over it. It's a lie. Well, I got you. No, you don't. All it is is a thought. And then here's the problem with a thought. You don't reject it. You entertain it. And now you entertain it, and now it becomes a desire. But if you shut that desire down before it ever comes to desire, you shut it in your thought life, you, don't, you, you got no, come on, you're not going there. Because whatever you think, the devil knows whatever you think about long enough, you're going to do. So what does he do? He doesn't stop playing with your head. He keeps dropping it in your head. And then what do you do? Meditate on it. Next thing you know, you're doing it. Say, what do you do? You watch your head. You shut it down like a guard. I ain't going there. I ain't hanging out. Vision. Vision. That's why vision's important because vision tells you who you can hang out with. Vision tells you where you can go. Vision's like this. It's like guardrails. Remember I told you this? But daily, you got to remember this. Daily, daily focus, man, keeps you right in the lane. It's the guy. I ain't going there. I ain't. Once you get daily focus, you're done. Daily focus and vision will change your life forever. I, I can't hang out with them people. Well, what are you, some kind of, no, I, you don't do what I do, so that means I can't go with you because I'm going to become like you or you're going to become like me, so I got to stay where I stay so I can't go with you. Imagine if you just got that one thing down. You'd stay out of 90% of the trouble you get into because you're with the wrong people, association. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You guys know this stuff. Just keep reading. Here we go. You all right? Want a candy? I got a couple. You want one? I got a bunch here. See, I share my candy. Sherry brought these. Anybody wants one? Sherry wants one. Kim, have one. Good. All right. Where was that? 12? Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. You reading this? Are you seeing this? Let not sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Because why? You got power in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to. Right? Do you see that? Let not sin reign in your mortal. Let not sin reign in your body. Let not sin. So that means what? I don't have to let it rain if I shut it down. Shut it down. Watch 13. Here we go. Neither. I'll give you another one too in a minute. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But what? Yield yourselves to God. What's that mean? Yield to the Holy Ghost. Who's going to lead you and guide you and help you? As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Got it. See it? Because watch this. He's trying to get you to overcome. He's trying to get you to overcome sin. Here's the next one. I got two more and I'm done. He wants you to overcome the enemy. Okay? Go to, go to Matthew 4. 
Go to Matthew 4 and 1. Well, you want to see Matthew 3.13? Let's go there first. Matthew 3.13, and then we'll go to 4.1, because that'll make sense. You okay here? You all right? Everybody all right? You ain't falling out on me, are you? He wants you to overcome sin. He wants you to overcome the enemy. And then I'll give you the last one. Okay? He wants you to overcome in every, every area of your life. Okay? Look what it says here in... in uh, uh, you, you can see this in Matthew 3.13. It says, Then come Jesus, then comes Jesus from Galilee and the Jordan to John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to baptize thee, but you come to me. And Jesus answered and said to him, Suffer to be so now, for thus to become to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And when Jesus was baptized, he went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. He got the Holy Ghost. Jesus got the Holy Ghost when he came up out of the river being baptized. And love a voice from heaven came. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. You see that? One day, so Jesus got the Holy Ghost. If Jesus needed the Holy Ghost to make it in life, how much more to me and you? Now look at 4 and 1. Look at Matthew 4 and 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Did you get that? So he comes right up out of the river Jordan and the Holy Spirit leads him into a place that doesn't look like he should be going. Why? Because sometimes in life, God has to lead you in places that don't look like they're conducive for you to be, but the only way to you to get to your destiny is you got to go through them. Come on, man. Have you ever been led and get to a place where it seems like it's worse? And you're like, man, if this is the will of God, sure beats me. Right? And you're like, I want to get out of here. How about Jesus? Can you imagine this rodeo? This joker comes out of the water. Heaven's dove comes down. God goes, that's my son and whom I'm well pleased. And the next first mission, we're going to lead you to the wilderness and you're going to be tempted of the devil after you fast 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, great. What's the next assignment after this? Can you imagine? Right? But he gets one. Fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungered. And after he was hungered, what happened? The devil came and tempted him and said, if you be the son of God, command these stones to be a bread. You all know it. And he said, what? It is written. Man does not live by bread alone. But what else? He said, the enemy came and tempted him. Get that? Did you get that? Look at, look at verse 3. Let them see it. They got, and when the tempter came, he said, if you be the son of God, questioning who he already was told he was. Always, always trying to critique your character. Always trying to get you to think God has not made you what he already made you. Heaven just said, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Why are you asking me if I'm the son of God? Because I'm going to challenge everything God said you're supposed to be in the earth. That's what the enemy does. So where do you think these challenges come from? The enemy. Well, if you were healed, why is this? Or if you were rich, why? Or if you were this, oh, if you got a sound mind, he's going to challenge all that stuff to see if you're going to let go of it. The number one way to destroy the credibility of your enemy is to know the truth about God. You have to. Because he's he's, 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 he has no credibility whatsoever. He's a liar. So once you know the truth, you're, what, you destroy the credibility of any attack against your life if you know the truth. So get the truth. When the tempter came, if you are, command these stones to be bred. He said it is written. What? Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Keep going. Then the devil take him into a holy city and said this. He said, hey, 
top of the pinnacle. He said, you throw yourself down and God will send angels to take care of you. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge. You know what's funny? Now watch this now. Right? Check this out. Go, go back up. I'm going to show you something here. Go to like four. But he answered said, it is written. Go to three. Sorry, my bad. Watch. And when the tempter came to him, he said, he said, if you be the son of God. Right? Right? Questioning what he just heard. He says what? Command these stones to be made in the bread. Use your authority wrong. He said, I ain't doing it. I'm not going to use my authority wrong. I could do it. You think he could have did it? Absolutely. But you know what? He said, no. He said, I'm not going to do it the way you're telling me to do it because I'm only going to get it the right way. I don't get it the wrong way. Okay? Now watch this. Keep going. Go to six, wherever we were. And he said, cast thyself down. Now he says this. Hey, it's written. Right? He's the first thing he tells me, he said, if you command it, it'll happen. Now the joker goes, it's written. If you ask for help like that, God will send it. He said, I'm not going to do it. It's still out of place. He's trying to twist everything there. He's trying to twist what he knows enough to know what's been written. He shall give his angels charge over thee in their hands. Shall the other, dash his foot against his own. Keep going. Jesus said to him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He tried to come with the word, right? And, and, and bring it in there and say, Oh, he tried to twist it. Watch. Watch eight. He said, hey, again, the devil took him and seen the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said to him, he said, I'll give you. He said to him, all these things will I give you if you fall down and worship me. Come on, right? And now watch this. He could have gave it to him. Because he had rule and reign over all these kingdoms. But he would have got it wrong. Say it wrong, believe it wrong, get it wrong. I ain't doing nothing wrong. Right? Use your authority wrong, I ain't doing it. Come on, right? Believe it wrong, this has been written. Get the wrong beliefs, get the wrong speaking out of your head, and get what? Don't try to get it quick. Don't try to get around the process. Some things you got to die for. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You got to be led to the Lord, man. He gave him strength to overcome. You see this? Strength against the enemy. You know how to do this. Look at the last one. I'll let you go. I'm going to pray for you and I'll let you go. Here it is right here. He gave you power. He gave you power to make the impossible things possible. Look at Luke 135. Watch this. He gave you power. That's what the Holy Ghost did. When the Holy Ghost came on him. Look at this. And the angel answered him and said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. This is virgin birth. He said, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, therefore what? The impossible will become possible. It might look impossible when the Holy Ghost shows up. It just became possible. It was impossible. Virgin birth was impossible. He said, when the Holy Ghost comes on you, he's going to make impossibilities possible. Come on, man. How many got some impossibilities that only he can make possible? You got to get him to show up. Call upon his name. Get in his presence. Stay there. Build a little safeguard for it. Amen? You believe it? You can do it. I know I'm working you a little bit, but it's good for you. Because you know what he'll do? He'll stretch, he'll stretch your capacity 
And then he'll get you ready to receive. Ain't that good? Yeah, because yeah, you know, because watch this. You want to know, know what he was doing messing with Jesus with that? He was like this. He said, okay. He said, you, you, you. He's trying to manipulate the moment and get him off his game. That's all he's doing with you. Did it with Adam. Hey, Adam, you want to be like God? The guy was God. But if you don't know who you are, he'll deceive you to think you're something that God has already made you. He'll make you think you're not even it. And now that's what he Because he has no power over you. He only has the power of suggestion. He needs your faith to empower his lies to create wrong beliefs within you. Did you get that? So he gives you a lie and goes, think this lie. He couldn't pull it off with Jesus, though, because Jesus knew it was written. He said, no, I ain't going there. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be led to the Lord. So he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to bring these to your memories. He's going to lead you to truth. Yes. But you got to cultivate this relationship. It's more than tongues. You understand that? The tongues is more than the, the, the thing I mean this. The person is more than the tongues is what I should have said. Do you understand that? He needs power. You got the Holy Ghost, you got power. Next time something seems like it's overwhelming, you got power over this. I got power over this. And the fire of God will show up. You might not feel it, but you don't have to feel it. It'll burn up stuff before it gets there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean by that? Burn it up. Yeah. And then the Holy Ghost, and let, let him do what he wants to do. See, this is the thing. It's unorthodox sometimes. I told you that. You understand that? It's unorthodox. That doesn't mean it's weird. It's unorthodox. It's not normal. You know? What do I mean by that? Well, he got the Holy Ghost moves the way he wants to move. You can't, you can't put him in a box. Tell him, oh, he's going to do it like this. He ain't going to fit your box. He's going to do it the way he wants to do it. You understand what I'm saying? But you got to cultivate this relationship with him no matter what's going on, all right? And then I'm going to pray for you guys. You can play something. And I'm going to pray for you. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to get you filled. Okay, if there's people in here that need to get filled with the Holy Ghost, look at Acts 19. Can we go there? Look at this. This is the number one way you get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost. Go to Acts 19, and we're going to start here. And I want you to see this, okay? And it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth. Right there. You can start there. Acts 19.1. Okay? Now, anybody ever wants to get anybody filled, if they're in your vicinity, this is the easiest way to do it. And it came to pass... That while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said unto him, We ain't even heard of no Holy Ghost. Look what he said. He said unto them, Then what were you baptizing? They said, We got John's baptism. The baptism of repentance. That ain't enough. He said, Jeremiah, very the baptism about saying unto the people that they wish to believe on him should come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. He said, okay. Look at verse 5. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They got saved. You understand? They didn't get baptized in John because they weren't John's disciples anymore. They're followers of Jesus. If I baptize you, that means you're my disciple. You understand that? That was what they knew in those days. Remember I told you that? That's why John freaked out when Jesus said, latch my shoe. Remember that? Seems like a cute story. Latch my shoe. Remember we told, well, here. Latch my shoe. I'm not worthy to latch your shoe. Because he was telling, Jesus was telling him, 
John understood. If I baptize you, that means you're my disciple. Are you not Apollos? Are you not from Corinth? Uh, are you not of, uh, what's his face? Uh, an Apollos? Or didn't you not come? Are you not Paul? So if they baptize you, that means I'm your pastor. So when Jesus goes to John the Baptist and goes, baptize me, basically he's telling John, be my pastor. John's like, you're crazy. You're the son of God. I'm not even worthy to let your shoe, let alone baptize you. He said, do it so righteousness can be fulfilled because I have to do this right. But John had to be right when he came out of order and said, don't follow me. I decrease. He must increase. Stop following me. Follow him. You got to know your assignment. Is that okay? So why am I telling you that? Makes sense now. And they got baptized in the name of Jesus. Now that is not a movement. There's a whole denomination out there that teach that. That's wrong. You just get born again. That's a born again experience. Okay? So watch this. And when Paul, now watch this. They got baptized in the Holy Ghost and they got what? They got repentance. So they got saved. And look what he said. And when Paul laid hands, hands upon them, what happened? The Holy Ghost came on them. And then what? They spake with tongues and prophesied. So when I lay my hands upon you, what's going to happen? The Holy Ghost is going to come on you. Now stop. Who does and they is you. Pray. So why we got to sit here for nine hours waiting for you to pray? Open your mouth and pray. As soon as I put my mitt on your head, pray. You ain't got to wait to pray. Don't even wait. It's a waste of time. The more you wait, the longer delay is going to be a mess for you. Because I ain't staying here for nine hours. I'm smacking you in the head and I'm going. If you don't pray, that's on you, bro. I told you how to do it. You know what I mean? Don't be difficult. Don't come in there like, I don't know. I don't feel, oh, Jesus. Oh, Je I didn't say Jesus. Don't say Jesus. Pray in tongues. I'm being funny, but it's cute, right? You know, because I'm, I'm making you relax. Because, you know, right? And the Holy Ghost came on them and they what? Spake with tongues. Who does the speaking? Who does the speaking? You can't say. No, you got to do the talk. Go. Well, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, no dub. When I lay my hands on you, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. When you get the Holy Ghost, now you got to do the praying. And then some of you are just going to get filled up to overflow. I'm going to pray for some of you because you're just getting a, little, you're getting a little tired in your prayer life. Amen? So I'm going to pray for you. And if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, you get filled tonight. And you don't got to be all weird about it. It's going to be easy. We're going to pray for you. Okay? You feel good about that? How many of you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Be honest. Raise your hand if you're not filled. Anybody in here does not pray in tongues? Oh, praise the Lord. This is going to be fun. Glory to God. I want everybody to come up for prayer. I'm going to get y'all filled. All right, now listen. I love you guys. So I'm going to be sensitive. Okay? Let me tell you how this is going to go. All right? I'm going to take my hand. You don't have the Holy Ghost right now. You got to measure them. You don't have the fullness of them. You're going to get filled tonight. When you get born again, you get the person, but we're going to get you overflow. Baptism. Okay? Now here's the tongues, all right? Everybody chill. When I lay my hands upon you, the Spirit of God in me is going to come on you and you're going to have the ability to have utterance. Don't, no English, no nothing. You didn't have it until I lay my hands upon you. Look, look at 19.6. You got to see this. This is good. This is how you learn. If you don't know, people don't know. They say, and when Paul, what? What happened? When did the Holy Ghost come upon him? When's the Holy Ghost going to come upon you? Well, I'm going to lay my hands on you. What's going to happen after I'm going to lay my hands on you? You got to do what? You got to speak. Just let it rip. I don't have it. Just let it rip. It'll show up. 
Now you got to take a step immediately. As soon as hands get laid upon you, go. What do I say? Don't worry. He'll give you the say. Don't worry about the say. You just get the utchins out. And then, then you start your journey. And then, man, I'll tell you what, you better get ready. Because when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you'll be this kind of being. Man, I'll tell you what. And you're going to have a prayer language, and you can pray in tongues every day. You can start and stop whenever you want. Amen? So I'm going to lay my hands on you. What happens when I lay my hands on you? You're going to do the praying. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. And you're going to get it. Now, the minute I lay my hands on you, you're going to get it. Now, people sometimes get it on a car ride home the next day. What do you want to wait that long for? Get it right now. Don't let your mind get in the way. Okay? So is that all right? I'm going to get everybody filled. Y'all filled in this section? Y'all filled? You filled with the Holy Ghost? Y'all filled with the Holy Ghost? Somebody look at that. Everybody like, don't drag. I used to make people ask their neighbor if they're filled. Man, I used to be rough in the beginning, man. Remember that? I said, talk to your neighbor. Ask them. Make them pray in tongues. Look at them in the eye. Pray in tongues. If they can't bring you pray in tongues, drag them down here. Drag them down. I get them filled. I got the whole building filled at that miracle center. Remember I used to do that to people? Oh, my God. I'd be like, look at your neighbor. Pray in tongues. Could they pray in tongues? And you know, people that visit are like, oh, my God, why did I come to this church? And then I'd be like, ask your friend. Did they pray in tongues? Make them do it. And they look at him like, oh, no, I don't do that. And then come down to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, why not? That's how it used to be back in church. That's how we used to do it. Now I got the new church. It's all communicating. Are you happy? We communicated. Get out of here. Communicate. You want to know what? This is the most un... I'm telling you what. This place is the most unselfish place. Because at the sake of me offending you beyond my wildness dreams, I'm really trying to help you. Because I, I don't know what you need. I don't go home with you. He does. He lives inside of you. He wants to pray things out of you. He's been waiting decades to get a hold of you. So for me, for the sake of me almost aggravating you, I got because I want you to have the relationship with him. Once you got the relationship with him, I don't know what you're crying yourself to sleep out at night, but he does. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't have no idea. But I know, I'm like, you know what? I feel like Jesus. It's good for me to go because I'm going to get you him. And when you get him, you can't, he ain't leaving. He's up in there. He's staying with you, right? Everybody lift your hands to heaven. God's good, ain't he? Now listen, all you people that got filled, now you can pray whenever you want. Now don't let the devil tell you, oh yeah, you only can do it in church. Get in the car and pray in tongues. Pray for a couple minutes. Ain't this good? Y'all got it. Everybody got it. You know what I'm saying? Now some of the people might be like, well, I didn't get it. You got it. Stammering lips. You know what a stammering lip is? You know what that means? Might not make sense to you, but you got it. Here, like everybody go to, when you go to your seat, watch, I'm going to show you something. How hey, you did great. Ain't that good? You got the Holy Ghost. My God, I love it. Okay, now watch this. Go, go to your row. Everybody go to your row. Everybody get in your row. Well, I don't want to be falling out, right? You feel that? It's fire. You feel it's hot, right? It's, it's cold in here. But it's something you get. Now watch. Now pray in tongues. Everybody pray in tongues. Just go. Pray in tongues. You got it. See, that's it. What is that? It's God's language. Pray in tongues. Everybody pray in tongues. You got it. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. All right, stop. Everybody chill. You good? Open your eyes. Hey, you good? See how you did it? You did it when you want to do it. Ready? Stop. Watch this. Everybody pray in tongues. Come on, pray in tongues right now. Do it. Because don't let the devil tell you you got to do it when he, with God. No, you do it when you want. It's saying when you, when you will. You pray. Pray. It's good for you. Pray. 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 You got to camp. Pray. See? Stop. You prayed when you wanted to. Did you pray when you wanted to? You just prayed when you wanted to, right? 
Now watch what he said. The Bible says your spirit just can. What is Bob Bakulama? I don't know. But God said you just took your spirit, yielded to the spirit, and God gave you perfect prayers. So you're going to get energized out of this. You're going to pray mysteries out. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, your, your journey's because you got tongues now. You got the power of the spirit. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what to pray, you pray. I don't know what to pray, I pray. I pray for you in tongues. Now, I ain't saying you got to spend nine hours a day. Just pay a couple minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Walk around, take walk around. Hey, God, I feel like I got an unction to pray. I feel like I'm supposed to pray. Go pray. Well, you add that to your prayer time. What can you pray in English? Eight minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes. You're bored. You flip the switch, you pray in tongues for an hour if you want. And then you know what you do? You start praying. Hey, God, we don't know what direction to do in this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk. We'll pray about it. And you pray a little bit, leave it in God's hands. And you know you took care of it in the spirit. That's when it starts happening. Amen. And we'll talk more about it. People at home, let's pray for them to get it. If you're watching right now, people can get it there. They can't get hands laid upon them, but they can receive by faith. Father, thank you for everybody watching right now at the sound of my voice. I thank you that the Holy Ghost is filling them, leading them, and guiding them. God, let them just receive right there an infilling, a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. Let the Spirit of God come on them. Let the Holy Spirit move inside of them. And let them get baptized in the Holy Ghost for praying in unknown tongues. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We all need them, and we can't live without them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Fill them now to overflowing in supernatural ability each and every day of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you, man. Praise God all the guys watching. Glory to God. I'm telling you, this is good, right? A couple days, you did great. You got a little knowledge. You work it. It's like a refresher. You go back and we knock it out. Amen? All right. God bless you guys. You are dismissed. There's snacks in the foyer in that back foyer over there. They got like some drinks and some cookies and stuff. So go eat, go eat something if you want. I just, you know, chill. Have an Oreo. It's good for you. Praise me to God. Eat some chocolate. Some of you need some chocolate after this eight-hour meeting. You've been stretched for two days. I kept you in church. Oh, my God. Somebody get some sustenance. You might fall out. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.